The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're different. We're no ordinary sports talk network. Not only do we have a roster of world-class experts, but they tell you gaming strategies to help you win. Any simpler, and we have to hold your hand. And nobody wants that. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Welcome in, everybody, to the early line. Live right here on Sports Grid on a Tuesday morning. I am Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. Donnie, how are you? Doing good today. How about that? A big-time Monday night football game, which many people didn't expect points. But also, Kevin, today is the dawn of a new age. Why is that? The college basketball season gets underway in MSG. A big card tonight. Excited. And, boy, it just keeps getting better and better. It's like a Christmas present every day with new sports for us, Kevin. Fantastic stuff. As per usual, a lot to get to. Let's start off with our 7-7. Seven and seven. Top headlines here. The Pittsburgh Steelers hold off the Chicago Bears. If you shut this game off at the break, 14-3, Pittsburgh was up. Ah, Not much to see here. A bang under. I think a halftime total that checked in around 36. Final score, 29-27. There were 30 points scored in the fourth quarter. Justin Fields knocked on the door of 300 passing Yards, certainly an overs game. Pittsburgh with the win, no cover. They moved to five and three on the season, Donnie. One of those games, Kevin, we were lining up on in-play sports tonight saying, oh boy, I mean, there's a lot of high prices out here and good odds. Why? Because we didn't think scoring was going to certainly take place in this game, or at least, you know, not a lot of scoring. 38 and a half, 39 and a half, 40s were out there at the FanDuel Sportsbook. This game ends up 29 to 27 with a 30-point fourth quarter, which included three touchdown drives by the Chicago Bears, almost pulling this game out, entertaining all the way through, and also, Kevin, very profitable. It sure was. Things worked out nicely. Even basically Donnie and I betting Justin Fields to throw for 200 yards because we thought it was funny he was unlikely to do it. He had 34 yards at the two-minute warning of the first half and proceeded to finish with 291. Some fun football. We'll break that down a little bit more. How about another NFL headline here? The Seahawks get back, Russell Wilson. And they're going to go to Lambeau Field as four-point dogs and likely, Donnie, play Aaron Rodgers. Yes, looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to, as we like to say, parachute into that football game with no practice at all, being away from the team for at least 10 full days. But the bigger story here is, yes, Russell Wilson, who seemingly made a miraculous comeback here from finger surgery just a few short weeks ago, cleared to play in this game. And if you've watched any football over the past couple weeks, Russell Wilson was playing with ghosts on the field. Now he'll get to play with actual teammates here and play some real football. As Donnie said, college basketball begins today. It all tips off. Your two biggest games on the slate have to be the Champions Classic at 
Madison Square Garden, Kansas, Michigan State, and then a couple of top 10 teams in battle, Duke, Kentucky. You'll hear it all night long, but it's noteworthy, so you should. The first game of Coach K's final season. No, it's it's good good stuff and it's fun. It's a coronation, right? You're like saying, "All right, Coach K, you know all the what 42 years I believe at Duke, amazing stuff. Going to hand it off to his uh, successor after the end of the year." But keep in mind, in college basketball, just like every other sport, it's not a flash in the pan. You don't have to get down all your money tonight because it's opening night. Because why, Kevin? November, December, January, February, March, and April will have college basketball. There's plenty of time to get down on these games. Also, Gonzaga opens your season as title favorites. I'm going to talk about a changing of the guard. Gonzaga from the WCC, the title favorites. It's good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun to break down. We'll do that, of course, throughout both hours here on the early line. We bring the radio audience into the fold, and we appreciate all those hanging with us on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside going over some of the biggest headlines here to open things up on a Tuesday. And Donnie, how about in the NBA? Steph Curry. As a 50-piece for the Atlanta Hawks, who continue to be a nightmare on the road, 127-113 at final score. Yeah, not bad to go for 50 and then still drop 10 assists out here and also get seven rebounds. And yeah, he's not six foot nine, so it makes it a lot easier to do that. He is a guard that hangs around on three-point range. Absolutely stellar performance by the Warriors. Still waiting on getting Klay Thompson back. First 10 games of the season. No problem, Kevin. Nine wins of those 10 games. Here come the Warriors, and we'll talk a little bit later about some MVP odds that seemingly are decreasing in one Steph Curry's mm-hmm. favor. And I believe some uh, one host, at least on the early line, told Uh-oh. people about Steph MVP uh-huh. odds. Yeah, so mm-hmm. NBA guy DRS. How about this one here? Ben Simmons? And the Boston Celtics, some rumors growing that Boston is checking in on Simmons' availability. Perhaps the Sixers suggesting, if you want Ben Simmons, you'll need to send back Jalen Brown. Donnie, your reaction? It's an interesting reaction from me because uh, every Boston fan is like, no way, we're not going to do that. And every Sixers fan is like, hey, please ship him. I'll drive the car up to Boston. But you have to take a look at the two scenarios here. One guy, Ben Simmons, does not fit in Philadelphia. It is a parent. Jalen Brown, hey, he should be able to fit for the Boston Celtics, but it's apparent that Tate and Brown cannot play together or be on the same court at the same time, wanting the basketball. So some things have to end here. Looks like a perfect match, at least from a Philadelphia 76ers fan perspective here, Kevin. A fascinating situation. Also, Jalen Brown was just listed out for at least a week with a hamstring injury here. Mm -hmm. Could he really be on his way out of Boston? Also, the reigning MVP last night ejected in a big-time win for the Denver Nuggets. That very well could cost him a couple of games. We'll talk about Jokic as well a little bit later on in our show, but I want to make sure we get this last headline in as well, Donnie. A big-time update around New York betting nine licensed operators that are going to be looking to hit the ground running before the Super Bowl, including, of course, Fandle. Very exciting stuff for New York betters. A lot happening in the world of sports. Go to Monday Night Football after this quick break. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. In the last decade, robots have been developed with the ability to shave your face, wash and blow dry your hair, and even cut it. Let's take a little off the top. What? 
But there's been very little research, however, into robotic hair combing. Seems odd, but seriously, this is a huge quality of life and labor issue in hospital rehab care. So now, researchers at MIT have developed an AI robotics based on the physics of how DNA strands entangle. AI identifies the curliness of your mane and makes a plan to comb out your crew cut or beehive. Only problem... Please, hold your head perfectly still or I can't be responsible. It's only been tested on mannequins, no human volunteers! Follow me, at Chica Pelbo, on Twitter, and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this! The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Monday Night Football. And what a game it was. Steelers, Bears, this is the over in prime time that people were looking for. That you know, folks, think about this, okay? 29-27 Steelers Bears primetime football, right? 45-30 Thursday night Colts Jets Carson Wentz Josh Johnson primetime football Rams Titans nowhere to be found. Bang under lowest scoring of the bunch. Stafford Tannehill. It just I don't know how you make sense of that stuff, but it is. What it is. Maybe they're not connected. Maybe they are. Nevertheless, Donnie, the Pittsburgh Steelers moved to five and three. And Justin Fields is a big story coming out of this game. And we'll talk about Fields, no doubt. But this is a Steelers team which is now continuing to put wins up on the board. A disaster start to their season after a very odd win against the Bills in week number one, where they looked done. They had an updated win total at one point on the FanDuel Sportsbook of six and a half. They've now gone out here and won four games in a row, and their odds to make the playoffs are continuing to shrink. Still not a believer, though, Kevin, in the Pittsburgh Steelers just yet, even though they're 5-3 and three at this point in the season. If you watch the game last night, coming into it, Kevin, what was our cap on this one? It's like, you know what? 
I'm not so sure the Chicago Bears offense and what they're going to actually do, but the Pittsburgh Steelers offense should be able to move the football against that Bears defense, which is no longer the monsters of the midway. But watching it all the way through, and Big Ben finishes 21 of 30 for 205 and two touchdowns, pass a rating of 111, which is fine. And all you're paid to do in the NFL is pick up the W, move forward, and see how you can do it the next week. But when you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, you can it just doesn't get out of your mind. Ben is not that efficient throwing the football anymore. He doesn't move around all that well in the pocket, and the arm looks weak. As you see, they rely on a lot of jump balls down the field to, to uh, uh, Claypool, and then also a lot of those wide receiver screen passes where you throw three yards, set up some blocks, and see if your guys can get downfield, which it worked last night, and kudos to that. But I like to look more long-term over the back half of the season here. I'm still not trusting the Pittsburgh Steelers overall, but having said that, I liked what Chicago did last night. Let the young kid throw 29 times for Justin Fields. Had a lot of designed rollouts after the first half when it was apparent like, hey, the kid is mobile. Get him outside the pocket. Case in point, the last touchdown pass to take the lead. Phenomenal athletic play by Justin Fields. Takes the snap, rolls out left, an off-balance you know, balanced throw, which was a dime to the back of the end zone where the wide receiver got two feet down. The kid is an athlete. Use that to your advantage. But also, Kevin, what was missing over the past couple weeks here, Khalil Herbert's done a nice job here as the backup running back. But David Montgomery, back into the fold, 13 carries, 63 yards, almost five yards per carry. This is something you can build on. And I know when taking a look at season-long prop perspectives here for myself, would like David Montgomery to make up for some lost time. But also last night, how about this? Allen Robinson, the second, four for 68. Is he waking up with a rebirth over the second half of the season, Kevin, for your long-term financial plans here? But a good win by the Steelers, but I take more away from this game. I liked what Chicago did last night. They fought. They showed signs where the quarterback says, you know what, I'm in it to win it here. It's hard not to be drawn to this Bears performance. At the end of the day, touchdown underdogs in Pittsburgh only lose the game by two. And they're... They honestly, you could argue, Donnie, could have won a football game here if not for one of the more bizarre penalties I think I've ever seen throw on a oh, chop block that didn't make yeah. contact, that wasn't illegal, even if it did that make contact, that came off of the board. Also, a Pittsburgh Steelers drive that stayed alive because of a taunting penalty because the NFL is an absolute clown show. Let's actually quickly handle this right here, okay? The taunting rule. There is not anyone out there that defends this other than like Mike Florio of pro football talk. I haven't seen a person that defends this. It is actively making the product worse. It is changing football games. It makes no sense. Read the description that that referee had to give out as to why he ultimately threw that flag. I felt that the player stared a little too long at the Pittsburgh Steelers bench. It is a joke. And it is also something that people have pointed out, Don. When you think about the NFL and their partnerships with betting, this thing swings games. This is all too important. And, like, it's a quick fix. Our bad. We thought it'd make the league better. It makes it worse. Get rid of the taunting rule altogether. Come on here, Don. It's 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 a big point of contention brought up, and it's doing too much, right? You know, I like to do my segments where make me the commissioner of the league, and I say, let me put out everything that nobody wants, and we'll make it stick here. Nobody asked for this, except for maybe John Mara of the Giants, who was on like a tirade over the summer when the rule came out saying, like, kids are watching, and it's very important for the sportsmanship of the game. 
This is the heat of the moment. This is where you're brought up in the playgrounds, through high school, through college, and in the pros. You get heated. This is a violent game where guys let the let their emotions out and have a little bit of trash talk. The same thing in the NBA. The same thing in Major League Baseball that happens when you pimp a home run. It's okay to show emotion. But there are some times where taunting, you just can't have it. And I don't think anybody over the past the 10 years watching the NFL, you catch a first down pass, you spin the football, it's okay. It's no big deal. But if you catch a pass, spin the football, pick the football up, and then fire it at a defender, yes, that is taunting. You are directly taunting him. Or how many times have we seen in the past? You score a touchdown and the spike, right? The defender's laying on the ground. You basically spike it right next to his head. Yes, that is a taunting penalty. But the fact that the guy makes a huge sack at a key moment here and wants to get up and do a little bit of celebration, look at the Steelers' sideline and run back to his team's sideline, was that going to cause, like, let's just say if they let that play go, Kevin, does that mean in the next game we're going to have an all-out bench clear riot because that guy sacked and then looked at the other team's opponent? Come on now. Enough with that madness. And it almost cost the game overall because you're getting the football back from a Chicago Bears perspective, which they ended up scoring anyway. But let's just say, Kevin, they don't get off the field after that, and Pittsburgh runs the clock out. You're telling me in a mm-hmm. primetime game that was a good choice? That's what the fans want? Like, anybody was at home going, he can't do that. That's taunting. I can't watch this game. And I will never show my kid this highlight. Get out of town with that. Drop this ridiculous rule. It's terrible. It's bad. And for, like unsportsmanlike penalties existed before. Oh, we need. We yeah. couldn't run the risk of brawls. What NFL brawls have you all been watching? When did those happen? Never. It's it's a it's an awful rule that has no legs to stand on. With that being said, the Chicago Bears are now a fascinating team because. Everyone, I think, agrees that Justin Fields is a talented quarterback. Even as, you know, Donnie has kind of joked about the passing uh, of this football team, right? I think, uh, you know, Donnie said, listen, don't break the kid. I don't know what's wrong. It's bad. And he was right the whole way. Sometimes things, Donnie, for a young athlete, just click. And somewhere along the lines, this thing just clicked for Justin Fields in this football game. He just looked confident, just pushing the ball downfield. I was... Watching this game almost screaming, he's a good player. Like, I had to remind myself, I shouldn't be surprised that Justin Fields was completing passes 15 yards down the field. That's who he is supposed to be. The Bears are 3-6. and six. They're hitting a bye. I don't know if they would have rather hit the ground next week and play a team and see if they could build off of this, or maybe they can now kind of digest this game fully and see if they can get themselves going on a little bit of a run here after a bye week, Donnie. But this all becomes fascinating. I'm not sure Justin Fields can do enough to get back into an offensive rookie of the year race, but can Justin Fields do enough to make this Bears team one that we're interested in backing against a number or certainly in, you know, new passing props? I think so. It's interesting, right? Because, you know, the you see the game last night, the throws for 291. We was averaging like that 150, 160, 170 range. It'll be interesting to see like what the FanDuel Sportsbook does in the next game Justin Fields popped up because just because he threw for 291 and his odds were set at basically 182 before the game, you can't just raise this up to 255 and a half as if he's Matthew Stafford or, you know, somebody else in the NFL. I want to see that gradual increase come up, but it's got to be a confidence booster in the room to know that, hey, this kid can lead us back. Three touchdowns on the road against a pretty good Pittsburgh Steelers defense in Pittsburgh on a Monday night primetime game, which gave them the lead. And also, Kevin, to your point real quickly here, coming up on the bye, I think it's a good time for the Bears. You leave on a pretty good note here with Justin Fields in that offense, but also keep in mind that defense is really banged up with four starters down. Maybe they get some of the starters back after the bye week. I think it comes at a good time for them.
Steelers, uh, or excuse me, rather, Justin Fields, that passing prop, a target player prop, kind of already making the card. College basketball tips today. Can you believe it? Let's break it all down after this quick break. Sports professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your daily numbers game. NFL, FanDuel, DraftKings, PointsBet, BetMGM, the whole panoply of gaming operations and their deals going very well, you would expect with the NFL. But here's a new one. Aristocrat Gaming, 90 countries, 300 jurisdictions, branded NFL games across all casino floors as early as the 2023 season which will give an opportunity not just to generate increased revenue and excitement, but obviously more bets on a regular basis because these gamblers will have the opportunity to, quote, support their favorite team, even if it's just branding. And the NFL has jumped all in with all aspects of gaming, now, 2023, and way beyond. Sports Professor Riccardo, Daily Numbers Game. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't think of us as just sports talk. Think of us as a full immersion crash course in sports news you can use. You listen. You learn. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. College basketball. Welcome back. What a delightful scene this is. I love some college basketball. For those that don't know, DRS and I got our start as a little one-two punch on in-play sports tonight, right in the thick of that college basketball season. And it's been a tremendous ride, and I'm excited again 
to have it back here. I want to start within this opening hour. In hour number two, we'll preview some of the bigger games on the slate. Of course, that Champions Classic jumps out. I want to start with some of the futures markets overall. What jumps out? Some strategies and takeaways from what we're seeing here on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And I think the biggest thing, Donnie, of course, anytime you enter season, you look at who your title favorite is. And it's the Gonzaga Bulldogs. But it's not just Gonzaga. Probably, I would tell you, Donnie, they're in a tier of their own. A plus 650 price. The next closest, Michigan and Texas at 12 to 1. Gonzaga with the number one recruit in the country. Chet Holgreen on their campus this year, looking to see if he can go out, maybe be a player of the year type of candidate, Donnie. The changing of the guard where the premier college basketball program is not in a Power Five conference, it's the Gonzaga Bulldogs. You're right, and you're right. The changing of the guard is, is certainly true, and it's warranted. This isn't just one of those, hey, let's put these guys up top here to see if it sticks and get some talking points out there. This is a really good basketball team and a great foundation that Mark Few has built up in Gonzaga. Taking a look at the odds, plus 650. You're correct. Usually, Kevin, when you see a college basketball card, there's usually a decided favorite up top, maybe one of the Blue Bloods like a Duke or Kentucky, but a little bit closer together. Plus 650 for Gonzaga, Michigan at 12 to 1, Texas 12 to 1, Kansas 13 to 1. That is almost a 2 to 1 advantage on the favorite being Gonzaga, and rightfully so. And what we always talk about with Gonzaga is they have an easy regular season, which is fine. They do have a nice out of conference schedule that they do play every year, and they're warranted being the number one overall team, which we're going to take a look at just a few moments at the preseason rankings where everybody stacks up. But this also comes to determine where your seeding is going to be. If you play in a tougher conference, you take losses. Maybe you get a two seed, Kevin, or a three seed, or a four seed when you head into an at large bid if you don't win your conference. The one thing you can pencil in with Gonzaga, it seems like year after year after year, is what? They're going to win their conference. They're going to get a high seed, and the higher the seed, theoretically, the easier your pathway is to victory towards a national championship. Almost worked out in their favor last year, but didn't. But, hey, they're the number one team for a reason, getting a lot of votes for it, Kevin. And the one thing you also mentioned, Donnie, is they do always try and actually schedule some big games out of conference, right? Last year, they were supposed to play Baylor. That game got canceled. We ended up getting in the national championship game. We know how that went. But this year, UCLA, who enters the season as the number two team on the AP Top 25, at least not number two in terms of odds to win a national championship, but they have them on the schedule this year. We know that Gonzaga is going to try and play those teams because they need to as well. And I don't even know if they need to in terms of overall ranking. I feel like they need to play those teams to get themselves those reps against those teams. You look elsewhere, Donnie, and I also think it's worth bringing up some of the Blue Bloods, getting back to kind of where they're expected here. A Kansas is 13-1, to Duke 15-1, to and a Kentucky is 16-1, to all inside the top 10 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. And I think the one thing for these Blue Bloods that they have to hope is a big boon for them this year is a return to full gyms, packed houses, and not only what that does for their home court advantages, right? I mean, Rupp Arena, right? We're talking about, the like, Lawrence. People don't win in those buildings, but also your players at these Blue Blood programs are supposed to be able to handle big game atmospheres on the roads. I wonder if that can be a big boost, Donnie, for these teams getting back here now to the new season of college basketball. It certainly can be. And you take a look at like the aspects of you use like college football, right? You know, some of these kids playing last year, hey, we're going to go on the road and we're going to play Ohio State. Yeah, nobody's in town. So then this year you go on the road, you play at Ohio State, there's 85 to 90,000 people in there. It's a bigger atmosphere. 
that when you mm-hmm. take a look and try to equate it from a pro perspective and just take a look at, like, to say, the NFL, those guys are used to it. They've been playing in front of big crowds their whole life, home, away, you know, and get it settled down. You have to keep in mind, some of these kids, Kevin, stepping onto the court here, playing in front of big crowds for the first time. So when you go up against Duke and you play in front of the Cameron Crazies, when you go into the fog and you play at Kansas, that means something here because instead of an empty gym where you're pulling up for three with under a minute to go, where you can hear yourself think the opposing thing, the opposite, the opposite thing happens, excuse me, where you're pulling up going, oh my goodness, can you hear this crowd? Look at this environment. They're trapping us in the corner in the backcourt. I can't hear myself. My coach is calling timeout. I can't hear him. What should I do out here? Oh no, a turnover. That is going to be a big difference here because home court advantage matters. That's why teams like Duke have a huge advantage at home. Kansas have a huge advantage at home. That's just what happens here. It'd be fascinating to see it play out, but also let's take a look because we talk about college basketball. We talk about, you know, pro basketball, pro football, college football. It's a stage, and these guys are out there for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. And part of our viewing experience from being home is you turn your TV on and like, man, that atmosphere is electric. I can't wait to watch this game as opposed to nobody's in the crowd. I can hear the ball dribbling up court, and we need to put fake noise in the arena so it gives it some atmosphere. It's great to see the show back on the road, Kevin, and I can't wait. It, again, it is, man, and it, it all opens up tonight. Big games in the Champions Classic. I want to talk as well, Don, about some of the conference odds here. Now, you have on the FanDuel Sportsbook basically any conference you could imagine other than I see at least the Big Ten. I'm sure that's in part to deal kind of with Rutgers here looking at the New Jersey available odds, right? But if you take a conference like the Big East, for example, I wanted to ask you kind of about how the strategy of playing a conference future could very well come into play, right? Because you have a Villanova team at a minus 115 favorite price, right? And a lot of people will tell you, well, Villanova should be minus 200, minus 300. They're that much better than everybody else. But some others will say, listen, when you're kind of getting in the mix like this, you shouldn't be looking to lay a number and a futures ticket there. Try and take a bigger chance opportunity. Perhaps you'll be able to get a hedge opportunities down the road, whether it be a Xavier 7-1 or a St. John's 20-1. to What are your thoughts on that, Donnie, as it pertains to some futures markets and how it might pertain specifically to conference odds? You, exactly. You can do some damage. Let's just say you take the Big East, and we'll go Villanova, Connecticut, Xavier, Butler, St. John's, Creighton, some of the guys in the lead to win the actual Big East this year. And I never want to you know, lead people in the wrong direction, but I like to give my personal thoughts on what happens here and how you bet those. Now, if you are a guy that says, hey, college basketball is my sport. I don't really pay much attention to college football. I don't pay much attention to the NFL or the NBA. I love college basketball. You're doing a lot of research in the preseason. You're trying to find those intricacies where maybe these numbers are a little bit off, and you're projecting some of these players, getting added in by transfer, getting added in obviously by being major recruits, or coming back from injury like Colin Gillespie is going to be doing this year for the Villanova Wildcats. But my suggestion, which what has worked out for me is, I call it the silly season, not because it doesn't matter right now, right, Kevin? You're starting on November the 9th. It's a long season. You're going to play a lot of -of out-of-conference matchups here against different opponents that you're normally not going to play during the season. So maybe if you say, okay, I did my research. I think Villanova's the best team in the Big East. Let's see how they do. And if you project them to have a pretty good season in these invitational tournaments before they even get the conference play – then you probably should take the minus 115. But if you're like myself, who I need numbers before I make informed decisions here, so I will let November and December play out before we get to January, you're going to have a good idea, Kevin. Seven, eight, nine, ten games that Connecticut's going to play, Xavier's going to play, Villanova's going to play. Now, those numbers and odds will change a little bit, but if you're projecting Mm -hmm. out the Big East winner, a lot of this early season action technically doesn't matter, and it shouldn't matter because – 
whether or not Villanova goes 10-0 to start the season, Connecticut goes 10-0 to start the season, you know what happens when you're betting on the Big East regular season winner, Kevin? Those games don't even matter. Villanova can go 0-10 and still run the table in the Big East once they get to conference play. I mean, I understand not going to go 0-10, but the, the point is valid here. A lot of the things these teams do, because it's different when you're betting a futures market to win a national championship, because every win matters, how good this team looks against light competition. But betting in conference, I would sit out the first month, month and a half until we got to conference play and say, okay, Villanova looks pretty good here. Now let's lay the wood and see if they can do it through the Big East regular season. And you pair that then by saying, if you are looking to get involved, right, then some of those longer shots perhaps can make a chance here. Because imagine you get to the window on a Villanova and they're not what you thought, and you've laid a minus 115 price. It's going to kind of yeah. make things a little bit difficult on you. And those Big Ten odds are here. I thought so. I had seen them. A team like Illinois, Illinois is uh, fascinating to me at that 7-1 <laughs> price. Right? I said, yeah, combined them there. That's but Illinois like is, that. is so is so interesting. What Io DeSumo leaving, I understand all that. But Kofi Cockburn is still high in terms of player of the year rankings, right? They bring back Andre Curbelo, who they think can be a big player. And you're talking about a team that was right in the mix last year. And a 7-1 number, you feel like you know a decent amount about a group like that. Speaking of the odds to win the Wooden Award here, we mentioned again, Coburn pretty high up there, a 12-1 price. Gonzaga, again, kind of ruling the day. A plus 450 favorite for Drew Timmy. Trevion Williams and Johnny Juzang and Paolo Banchero are the next three at all 10 to 1 here. But a monster gap, Donnie, between Timmy and the rest of this field. Yes, and you're taking a look at the best team with the best player that's going to get a lot of hype and already, Kevin, what's key? A household name. Trevion Williams has been there, done that. Johnny Juzang, you saw him come alive in the NCAA tournament last year, so no surprise to me that those guys are up top. And then you see the guys like Banchero coming into college basketball. How will they play? But the big-name guys on the good teams, they're always going to get the star because if you're a common better, you open up the FanDuel Sportsbook, college basketball starts tonight, let me take a flyer on a couple guys. That's what you see. But keep in mind here, there's one guy down here at Oral Roberts, Kevin, that was so much fun to watch last year, and that's Max <laughs> Acemas. And look, it says A-B-M-A-S. Yes, it is Acemas here. This guy was electric, a household name in the tournament going down the stretch. ORU plays a fun style of basketball. Watch out for guys like that because it wasn't too long ago. Well, maybe it is now. About 20 years ago, Jameer Nelson for St. Joe's took down the Wooden Award. That's one of those guys that can dominate, score a lot of points, and get your attention, who already is sort of a household name because of what he did last year, Kevin. You know who also jumps out from Gonzaga? Chet Holmgren at 20-1, to 1, the presumed number one overall pick. Yeah. Also, Remy Martin, a preseason Big 12 player of the year, 50-1 to 1, coming from Arizona State over to Kansas. This will be a fun market to follow. We carry the awards talk over to Hot or Not next. Sports Rage Late Night. The Buffalo News says this is the worst regular season Bills loss in history. Josh Allen should worry less about going on a Manning cast and worry less about dressing up like Phil Mickelson. And speaking of which, if I'm a National Football League coach, I'm not letting my players go on the Manning show anymore. It's 0 for 6 right now. The curse is real. It's Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Morenci on Sports Grid. Weekdays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. On the home of the winning edge. The Sports Grid Radio Network. Ah. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody's got an opinion. Go ahead. Ask them. But only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience. It's called trust. It's why we're here. For you. Keep it here and get the edge. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back right here on the early line. Before we hit dot, uh, hot or not here, Donnie, were there any other uh, takeaways just from the college basketball's market as it pertains to some futures? Yes, and also keep in mind, this always pertains when we talk to, once you get into the field of 64 as well, it's some of these teams that are outside the Power 5 conferences that return a lot of veteran players. And what I mean by that is 21-year-old, 22-year-old, sometimes even 23-year-old or older. Keep in mind also, Kevin, over the past couple of years here with the COVID years where it's basically a free year, if you're not a top 10 draft pick, a first-round draft pick, or have aspirations to actually play pro basketball, whether it be in the NBA or overseas, you're getting some of these kids saying, you know what, I'll come back. That's an extra year, number one. I get to play and extend my career. I can also work on maybe a master's degree or multiple bachelor degrees. And the reason I bring this up is you take a light league like the A-10, which is very good top to bottom. But these are the type of leagues here that have those senior-laden teams that give so many younger, more talented teams pressure in the field of 64. Case in point, like a Kentucky or a Duke. Sure, they're always going to be good basketball teams because getting the top recruits in here, you know, top five recruiting classes every year, but they're young kids here whose aspiration is get to Duke, get to Kentucky, play one year and get to the pros. If you win in the meantime, that's fantastic. But you're talking about program players and a team like St. Bonaventure in the A-10 always sticks out. Oshuna Sunyi. I mean, a very good player who is a senior. You also say Kyle Lofton, one of the better guards in the country now, a senior. Jared Holmes, a senior. There's a lot of guys on this. Attaway, a senior. And also Dominic Welch, a senior. You're talking about guys that have been together four or five and six years, including red shirts and the free COVID year. These are the teams to watch out for because on a night-to-night basis, they know exactly what they're getting out of their head coach, and their head coach can expect the same things. So leagues like the A-10 have a built-in advantage where each like, oh, man, this kid's so wildly talented, but what's he doing out of here? These fifth-year and sixth-year seniors can do some damage. So keep an eye on some of these lower leagues here, particularly during the regular season, but also come time in March where these guys have been together a couple years. They know how to play with one another. 
let me also add one thing. Let's say someone out there loves this St. Bonaventures team, and they believe that this group here can make a legitimate run. They are 18-1 to to make the Final Four. They're 70-1 to to win the National Championship. For me, I think you take the 70-1 to and win the National Championship here. I just don't know if it's worth losing that much juice. You don't know the bracket whatsoever. How many times have we seen teams done hard by by their bracket, where they're placed, yeah. underseeded, maybe even overseeded in, in a poor region? All of a sudden, you go from 18 to 1 to 70 to 1. At the end of the day, if you're saying, well, I'm just looking to hedge anyway, then why wouldn't you take the big bomb shot there on a 70 to 1? Like Gonzaga right now is a plus 115 to make the final four. Do we think that number is going to be just evaporate off the face of the earth? They're going to be a one seed, right? Like that's every projection under the sun. See what that bracket looks like there. Again, hour number two, we'll have a lot more college basketball. Gonzaga's in action tonight. I think they're laying about 40 points, which is going to be fun to break Mm. down. Let's hit some awards here. Let's go to the NBA, in fact, because there were a couple of performances on last night's slate that warrant awards talk. We'll start with the sixth man of the year award. The Los Angeles Lakers beat the Charlotte Hornets by three in overtime. This team is a headache's headache, but they actually covered a two and a half point spread. In large part, Donnie, because Carmelo Anthony has been incredible for this team. Hot or not, Carmelo Anthony has value at 32 to one for sixth man of the year. Sure, it does. Big name, big market. Once LeBron gets back, they're probably going to be a good basketball team, even though it seems like when he's not on the court, they can't survive, at least in regulation, need to go to overtime against teams they should be able to put away. But this is one of those fluid markets that's probably going to change. When Tyler Hero sits at a plus 105 right now, Jordan Clarkson at a 13 to 1. Why not? Because this is one of those words that's up in the air. All you need from me, Kevin, is to have a good start to the season with Carmelo Anthony is doing, and why can't he be in talk of being a top five, top six guy where if you start out today on the FanDuel Sportsbook at a 32 to 1 price, that number might diminish 28 to 1, 26 to 1, 25 to 1, 20 to 1 if he keeps putting up these numbers. And I think he's finally settled in to a mindset here is, Remember in New York, let me slow the ball down. Let me back guys down. I'm the main show here. The offense runs through me to now saying, all right, I'm a little bit older in my craft here. Let me go out there in spurts and play really good basketball. Even though last night, the game went to overtime. He ended up playing 37 minutes. That's more of an anomaly once the Lakers get healthy. But you're telling me that a Carmelo Anthony can't come off the bench and fill it up quickly? Because what are you looking at from a six-man here? Is it really a defensive effort coming in game? No, you're looking for a guy that can heat up quickly, and Carmelo Anthony can do that. And a 32-to-1 price this early in the season why not this be hot I think it is I think there is value for him today as it sits and maybe sort of to decrease those odds over the next couple weeks we'll see how long um, LeBron James stays out And if he does stay out longer that's good for Carmelo to fill it up there are countless reasons Donnie why this is hot right Tyler Hero is the favorite and deserves to be but we talked about this last week he's plus 105 to win the award yeah. we played 10 games you can't be plus 105 to win an award right now. there, And that automatically creates value on almost anybody behind a Tyler Hero. If his play dips at, or if, unfortunately, injury factors in the way it factored into every single NBA award last season. There's also the fact that Carmelo Anthony is just playing much better basketball than some of the names in front of him. Jordan Clarkson has been terrible. Like, actively terrible trash for the Utah Jazz and is the second choice in this market. 
Carmelo Anthony is having a better season than Clarkson, Dennis Schroeder, Ricky Rubio, and Cam Reddish, who all rank ahead of him. Melo should be top three right now in this board. And let's be honest here, Donnie. If this thing is close, you're not going to out-narrative Carmelo Anthony. AOP, they said I got to come off the bench. Coming off of the bench in almost year 20 in the NBA. This guy is going to out-narrative you. I promise you. On the Los Angeles Lakers. And by the way, they need him right now. He's the second best player on the team behind Anthony Davis. Russ has been trash, still minus 15 every single game. Carmelo Anthony has tons of value in this market here at 32 to 1. That number will be on its way down. I am sure of it. Speaking of numbers on the way down, Steph Curry to an MVP. Donnie, plus 250. Hot or not, Steph should be the front runner for MVP. Absolutely right now to start the season through 10 games here. You take a look at how your team is doing, 9-1 and one overall. You take a look at a guy, how's he playing? I don't know, 50 points and 10 assists last night in a victory. Also, you have to take a look at the season-long prognosis of what you think is going to take place in the organization, particularly with Golden State. Klay Thompson is going to come back, and if they stay healthy, they are going to be a front-runner out West, which is what you need. And keep in mind also, the MVP award is not an entire season award, which includes the playoffs and the finals, where it's like, hey, Steph really turned up the gas in the playoffs or had a great you know, finals round. It's a regular season award, which he should be able to excel. We as we know, defense gets a lot tougher in the playoffs. You try to, you know, box in one, if if you will, or double, run double teams at Steph to run them off the three-point line. But on a night-to-night basis, you don't have those game plans, Kevin, that you have in the playoffs where you see a Steph Curry for seven games and you try to say, okay, let's run him down over these seven games and we can really hone in. We know the plays that Golden State is running. So a regular season performer, it's a lot like I talk about Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of flaws in Lamar Jackson's game here once you get to the playoffs where the teams get better and they can really pin him down in the pocket. But during the regular season, when you have four days to get ready for the guy and he's running wild because you're worried about playing 15 other games or 16 other games in the season, the same type of approach here for Steph Curry. He's going to get his in the regular season. That's a good thing. Now, perceived value comes into it because you could have had him 10 to 1 or higher to start the season or in that range. But now you're taking a look at a plus 250, and it's a guy sitting with a ticket on Steph Curry. I love to see that CLV, and as long as he stays healthy, he's always going to put up numbers in the regular season. This guy has a legitimate chance to take down the MVP. That's why the question was asked not about value. There's no value on Steph at plus 250. There isn't. Too early in the season, I don't think you should be betting it at that number. But should he be the front runner? And it's interesting, but you have to remember when you're betting awards. This isn't about who you'd give your vote to, right? The lot of years then that I would have accurately cashed LeBron James MVP tickets because he was the MVP, the NBA just decided they'd rather to not give it to the best player in the league. For years, ridiculously, Derrick Rose MVP, I know. If you look right now, Jokic, Giannis, and Jimmy Butler are very clearly the three best players to open up this season. But realistically, is Jokic going to win a back-to-back? It's going to be tough. He's also about to miss a couple of games here due to shoving Marcus Morris in the back, no matter what the people of Denver want you to know about Marcus Morris's shove as well. Can he really win this award back-to-back? It's going to be tough. People didn't want to give it to him last year. Is Giannis going to win his third? I don't know. They're terrible right now. They've lost five of their last six basketball games. And you pair Jimmy Butler. One thing that Jimmy's probably going to need, Donnie, in order to take this award down, best record in the East, 
And that's where you pair this with Steph. You have to project out. They might be the best team in the Western Conference. They just might. They're 9-1 and one to open this season. And at the end of the day, this 50-point performance from Steph really lifted his tide. It's the first time that he had actually scored over 20 points in five outings. But he drops 50 balls. This is what he does. And, Don, if they end up with the best record in the NBA, Steph Curry's going to win himself an MVP. No, he certainly should, and rightfully so, because you're talking about things that can be done historically, Kevin. When we talk about the MVP, and again, I love to equate, you guys know, I love to equate it to other sports. Shohei Otani, once he got midway through the season, it was over because he was doing something we are never going to see maybe again in Major League Baseball, except if Shohei Otani does it again, meaning a dominant pitcher <laughs> along with a guy with an absolute raging bat. So if you're going to tell me this year, like, hey, Giannis is having a good season. Yeah, we've seen this, or triple doubles. Yeah, we've seen this before. If he sets a three-point, you know, prop basically where he goes over the all-time three-point shots made he's going to be mvp and also if you equate that to a really good golden state team those are the things that match up to me if you do something historic it's pretty hard to not give you an mvp award man is shohei otani gonna end up being russell westbrook and they gave him an mvp award they go we'll never see Did this they give again the mvp out baseball by the way when do they give it out baseball gives no. the mvp <laughs> yeah. next august when is it donnie they announced the finalists yesterday oh, i was gonna put it in the headlines and i'm like yeah 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 no one cares no one cares major league baseball baby uh, speaking of mvps you know drs sees the mvp board clearly yeah, evidently easy. right easy josh allen your front runner for mvp at plus 300 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Hot or not, Donnie, Josh Allen should be the front runner for MVP. Absolutely hot. And I know last week was, you know, a week that Kevin, every time we bring up the Buffalo Bills, he'll say the right mm. things and he'll try to bring the Bills Mafia into his home and say, hey, you know what? I'm with you guys. But secretly, deep down, he's always wishing that this performance is going to happen. The Twitter was mm. lighting up. Monday morning, it was lighting up. Josh Allen, it's terrible. How is he still the favorite? Let me tell you why he's the favorite here. Let's take a look at the top of the awards here uh, for the NFL voting. Let's, let's get these in. But the FanDuel Sportsbook odds, Josh Allen plus 300, Tom Brady 340, Kyler Murray 6-1, to one, Matthew Stafford 7-1, to one, Dak Prescott 10-1. to one. Here's the reason why I think he should be higher. And also, there's one guy being really disrespected out here. Because the projection moving forward here for the Buffalo Bills is they're going to be a good football team, probably win the AFC East. We'll see if that happens and make a deep run in the playoffs. But again, the MVP is a regular season award. There's only one other guy that I look at that means more to his team's offense than Josh Allen at 3-1. to one. So if you think Josh Allen's going to run for 60-70 to 70 yards and a touchdown every week, throw for three touchdowns, hmm. he has the capability. So the projection is there. The other guy we're looking at here, Lamar Jackson, 11-1, he's the same as Josh Allen. The team doesn't do anything without him, that quarterback, and dominating on the ground and in the air for Baltimore. So my two favorite guys are Josh Allen and also Lamar Jackson, but Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, all good players. But I think everything lands on the shoulders of those two guys, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson should be a little bit higher, but I do agree. Josh Allen, Bills Mafia, he's still the best player in the league. We're okay. What, Don? I think he's going to run the clock out on me? Call him against the break. We come back. I'll let you know why this guy should not be the front runner for MVP. Maybe not even top five and odds. That's next. Sorry, Buffalo. The Sports Grid Radio Network presents this date in sports history. We are looking at a sports legend in the purple trunk. 1996, Evander Holyfield upsets Mike Tyson. Holyfield continues to dig in. A left hook to the head. He's got Tyson in trouble. Tyson's ready to go. Straight right in. The top is off the fight. And Holyfield has won. I can't believe what I'm saying. 
for Sports Grid Radio. I'm Mike Demerges. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Bon we are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Closing out our number one right here on the early line. We're talking about Josh Allen. We're talking about the MVP award. Here's the reality. He is the favorite, and there is no reason for him to be the favorite. Josh Allen right now is 12th in QBR and 15th in passer rating in the NFL. There are five quarterbacks that are ahead of Josh Allen in both QBR and passer rating. Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, and Justin Herbert. And let's just say we made a group of six, right, include Josh Allen. Josh Allen, in terms of wins, is tied for last. Passing yards is fifth of the six, and passing touchdowns is tied for last. There is quite literally no reason for this guy to be the favorite. He's not been the best quarterback. Donnie basically opened the door. If it's really about value, 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 it's Lamar Jackson who should be in front of him. He's three to one. He should be like nine to one. It's outrageous. Buffalo, be mad all you want. Go worry about winning a Super Bowl, beating the Jaguars. Hopefully the at New York uh, Jets game isn't too tough for your slate here. Josh Allen is not the MVP favorite, Donnie. I know you got a ticket. Sorry to say it, man, but put the Ben DiNucci jersey back in the top left. It's a better quarterback at this point, maybe. Oh, boy. Here Now, people out there in Buffalo, don't let facts get in the way of a great story and a guy that's going to lift Buffalo and that Rust Belt out of the doom and gloom and hoist an MVP trophy and also a Super Bowl trophy this year. Don't listen. Like, we know the story. This is what dreams are made of here, Buffalo. Don't let my counterpart here come on each and every day and slander your wonderful city and your wonderful young quarterback. I won't have it here, and I will be on your side the rest of the way as we go to the parade in Buffalo. 
listen, you can win a Super Bowl. He ain't going to win it. Maybe a Super Bowl MVP, right? Big picture, mm. Buffalo. You just got to be honest. Also, somebody post Russell Wilson MVP odds. I demand those. I want to waste a little bit of money. Give me Russell Wilson MVP odds. Yeah, he only missed a couple games. They were terrible without him. Maybe he comes back. He's been practicing in the huddle the whole week long. He never lost a touch. Our number two is next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.